Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. Will Canadians start 2021 getting used to new pandemic restrictions? Christians from India to Yemen are being refused food, medical care, and other necessary aid. They're also experiencing increased surveillance, violence, and discrimination, and that's all because of their faith. Just this week, the World Watch List was released by Open Doors International, and we're joined today by the Executive Director of Open Doors Canada, Gary Stagg. He'll share the results of this year's World Watch List. He'll also tell us how we as Canadians can help our brothers and sisters that are being persecuted across the world. Open Doors International has released their 2021 World Watch list, and we're going to get around to that in a little bit. We're joined today by Gary Stegg, the Executive Director of Open Doors Canada. Let's start off there. Open Doors Canada, for those who don't know, what is Open Doors Canada? Open Doors Canada is um, a part of Open Doors International, and uh, as a ministry, we stand with persecuted Christians all over the world. Uh, people that are uh, suffering because of um, their faith in places where faith costs the most. Now, every year you guys release a World Watch List. For those who don't know what the World Watch List is, what is it and what does it show us? The World Watch List is a, um, a ranking. It's a list of countries where, and, and they're ranked according to severity, uh, countries where um it's most dangerous to live as a, as, as a Christian. So the World Watch List is a result of year-round uh, research, both um, in the field and desk research as well, experts that look into Christian persecution and uh, basically help us to keep our, um, to, to just keep our finger on what's going on all around the world when it comes to Christian persecution. Now, obviously, the pandemic has had to have some sort of impact on the list this year. Um, did you find anything when it came to the pandemic that things got worse or lessened? Actually, it it it, it became worse. It, 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 unfortunately, the pandemic became another tool in the hands of the persecutors. Um, because in many cases, just for an example, in many cases around the world, um, local aid is distributed by, uh, you know, elders of the community and uh, local governments and so on. In, um, in a lot of countries around the world where Christian persecution is a reality, um, the people have to walk with uh, on their, they have to walk with their government ID and on their ID, it actually has your religion. Hard for us to believe that mm. that would have the case, but that's the way it is in, in many, many countries, and especially in those where Christians are persecuted. And so when Christians would come to receive the aid, they were, they were made to stand at the end of the line um, and, and, and kept being pushed back and back until actually they received no aid. So 80% of the Christians in India who uh, went to get aid during the pandemic reported that they actually didn't get any aid and they were forced to stand at the end of the line and all of these things. So it was used as another discriminatory um, uh, tool to discriminate against uh, people because of their faith. The other thing that I would say about the persecution and the pandemic is that uh, in many cases, the um, people that are being persecuted are actually living with their persecutors. It could be because they've converted from uh, another religion to Christianity. 
And uh, life for them can be very, very difficult as they are, if they are still at home. And so um, for them, being able to uh, get out of the house to go to work um, or go to the market is a respite for them. But uh, in the, during the pandemic, of course, they were um, locked in their house with their very persecutors. And with all the stress that we know that's around this pandemic, added to the fact of, added to the stress of, of um, them being already persecuted, it, it just made for like a perfect storm for a lot of these brothers and sisters who just had no way of getting, getting out of it. What were some of the top findings of the 2021 list? Um, some of the top findings were, um, again, you know, Chris, um, persecution is definitely on the rise. It's not something that's going away, unfortunately. And um, the, uh, we, have, we saw that, that this past year in the top 50 alone, top 50 countries alone, 309 million Christians suffer um, high or extreme levels of persecution. In fact, for the very first time in 29 years that we've been doing this list, every country in the top 50 is ranked as experiencing very high or extreme levels of persecution. Um, in past years, our list, uh, the, 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 the countries on, in the top 50 uh, were ranked in three different categories, just because of the, the in some of the countries it was, it was less intense. And so we had high, very high and extreme and we had countries across that spectrum. This year, um, all the countries in the top 50 are um, experiencing uh, very high or extreme. So the top two categories, basically, they're all now in those top two categories. And so not only is persecution increasing, the volume of persecution increasing, overall, the number of Christians that are being persecuted is growing, but also the intensity of the persecution is growing as well. So I would say that's one of the, um, one of the um, things that, we, that, that this really shows us this year. Also, um, last year we talked about the impact of surveillance, the surveillance culture, uh, biometrics that, that's being used in countries like China and other countries, and how that was becoming a threat to the church. And now with the pandemic, that is actually increased because of um, it's it just giving an opportunity for them to say, hey, we need to have more of this in place so that we can track people and so on. And so it's uh, the, the whole surveillance uh, thing is becoming uh, a real problem in, in many countries, and especially in countries like, like China. And uh, this year, China, which is number 17 on the list as uh, has re-entered the top 20 for the first time in, in a decade. And um, we know that other oppressive regimes has also adopt, adopted a similar approach with biometrics. And, and so the um, surveillance culture is becoming another tool of, of Christian persecution. And the, um, another thing that I would say is that nationalism driven by um, religious identity has continued to rise in, in different countries. And I think in particular of India and Turkey over this past year, India, which is uh, number 10 on the list. Um, the, the government's mantra of course is for them, they say to be Indian is to be Hindu. And so 
There are mobs that have attacked Christians and, and Muslims as well, anything that's not Hindu in the country, and they do it with apparent impunity. They can just go and rampage churches and uh, Christian communities, and, uh, the, and people turn a blind eye to it because they are trying to Hindunize the country to what they call saffronize the country, to bring the country back to its roots, and the roots of the country is Hinduism. Turkey as well, which is now number 25 on the list, has taken a more aggressive role in the conflicts in the wider surrounding region, including Iraq and Syria and Libya and places like that. And so um, religious nationalism um, or nationalism driven by religious identity is, a, is, is really becoming a thing. And the other thing that we've seen in this past year as well is in Latin America, a lot of times people don't realize they think of Latin American countries as being Christian countries because traditionally they're very Catholic countries. But um, as we know in, um, in Latin America, we also have the drug cartels. And uh, so with COVID-19 and all, of the, all the restrictions that's happened over this past year, it's actually enabled organized criminal groups to extend their control over regions. And so, um, yeah, COVID-19 has been, um, it's been a real, um, actually a real driver of persecution this past year. It's been, it's been, it's made things really, really bad. Going back to the, the level of persecution, was that surprising or with the pandemic, did you expect those levels? Um, it, it's hard. I mean, I'm not a, I, I, I'm not a, a, I'm not a field researcher myself. And so I think the, that the researchers do anticipate that um, persecution is growing because it, because it, because it is as it's, it's grown over the past number of years in, in it's increasing at an alarming level um, all the time. And so I would think that for them that are the people that are doing the actual research, it's probably not um, that surprising for them. And it's not surprising for me either, because we know that, uh, you know, when, when we see the trends and what's happening all around the world, it just seems to be getting worse and worse all the time. What's something that most people don't realize about persecution and, and the persecuted church? Well, I would, I think that, um, Many people, when they think about persecution, their minds automatically go to, um, they think in terms of violence. And of course, violence is a big problem in many countries. Nigeria has actually entered the, f the top 10 for the very first time. And that's because of all the violence that we've seen um, in that country over this past year. Uh, other countries like Pakistan and um, countries like that that have that have you know we see a lot of uh, we see a lot of violence, but overall violence is not the the number one thing that Christians experience. In fact, the what they experience across the board is more in the area of discrimination and marginalization, being uh, put down, being held back. You know it. it in, in many countries, um, if you're a Christian, it's very hard for you to uh, find a job. And if you find a job, it's usually um, in, the, in the lower class, classes of jobs, if we could say it that way. And uh, they, they're kind of kept at a, at, on the lower rung of society. Uh, their children will be denied um, 
decent education because of their faith. And so it's, it's really what we call the pressure. We, we talk in terms of um, the pressure and the smash. The smash is the uh, kind of a crass word, I know, but it, the smash speaks of, of persecution. But, um, but the other areas, the, er- the areas that lie within the sphere of everyday living, that's where they experience the pressure. And so the pressure is becoming increasingly <clears throat> more difficult for them. And uh, there are more pressures being put upon them all the time. And so, again, back to COVID-19, that, that's what we've seen. You know, in many cases, it wasn't overt violence against Christian, but Christians, but it was the discrimination. So denying them food, uh, making them stand at the end of the line, all of these kinds of things. These, were, these are things that they would normally expect anyway, but uh, COVID-19 just emphasized it again. How can we here in Canada help our brothers and sisters that are being persecuted around the world? I think that the number one thing is to is to uh, do what they're asking us for. When we ask them, what can we do for you? The number one thing that they say is to pray. And so we would encourage you to encourage people to pray. I became aware of um, the plight of persecuted Christians more than 20 years ago when I picked up a prayer calendar from Open Doors. And uh, I started praying for the persecuted church. And as I started praying for them, I learned more and more about them and, uh, and then really got a heart for, what, for persecuted Christians. And so I think that they would say, pray and don't forget about us. And so I would say, pray, but inform yourself as well. Um, go on our website and download the World Watch list the guidebook. Uh, you can get a, a digital copy from our website. If you want one mailed to you, we will mail one to you. You can go to our website at opendoorsca.org and you can download a copy today of the uh, World Watch list. And also just uh, be in prayer. Every every month now we do Zoom prayer, prayer meetings. Um, we, uh, we do two two different times, time slots. And uh, those are on the first Tuesday of every month. And people from all across Canada are joining in to these prayer times and uh, lifting up the latest prayer requests from the persecuted church, lifting those up, lifting those things up uh, to the Lord and, and really growing in, in, uh, in our awareness of, of what's happening. And it's amazing to, to be in those prayer meetings and to see, um, to see what God is doing through through those. That's one, I guess, positive of COVID-19 is all of the technology that we've discovered. That was always there, but we've now discovered and we're using um, for our own ability to be able to host um, prayer meetings like that and be able to access more people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think before, like you say, we had it, but not everybody was uh, on board for using it. You know, it was, we, we just kind of stuck with the old methods. But now being forced to do this has actually been a blessing because I, um, you know, I, I do the um, I do the prayer meeting, the later time slot, which uh, accommodates people in, you know, in the West. So in Vancouver, we, it would be 7, 7 p.m. local time in Vancouver. 
that uh, the one that I do, but I still get people from Montreal and Ottawa and Yellowknife and all over the country. And it's amazing. These people are actually building community together as Christians in Canada online. They've never met each other, but they look forward to seeing each other every month and uh, around this common cause of lifting up persecuted Christians around the world. And so the, the amazing thing, you know, is that, uh, you know, we say that faith may, may, pe- may make people more vulnerable, and we see that all over the world, but we also know that faith is a part of the solution. And uh, the church is, is, is key to restoring hope in societies that have been impacted by division and conflict and, and displacement. And so um, it's good to be a part, of the, a part of the solution as well. We, we've been praying for um, Sudan, which is number 13 on the world watch list. And, and now uh, the new constitution that was recently brought in in Sudan guarantees freedom of religion. And we know that change is going to happen slowly for Christians on the ground there. But at least Sudan has abolished the death penalty for ap- apostasy and a lot of good things that are happening. Those things happen, I think, because Christians are praying. And so um, we, we, we want to see the good news as well. And, uh, you know, I, I often say that the World Watch list, people often say to me, boy, that's such a sad list. You know, even, be, even at the beginning of our conversation today, we talked about it's a sad thing to have to talk about. But at the same time, you know, I'm quick to remind people that this is not just a bunch of statistics. This is not just a list. It actually represents millions and millions of and brothers and sisters around the world who have decided that they will follow Jesus no matter what the cost. And the persecuted church in days that in the days that we're living in days, like, uh, like living through a pandemic, I believe that we should look more and more to our persecuted brothers and sisters who have been um, in these horrible situations for so many years. I think that they have so much to teach us about what it really is to live a life of faith in in the midst of difficult times. I think that they can really teach us. I'm learning so much from them. And I know that many people in the West are learning now from our persecuted brothers and sisters of what it really means to stand up for Christ in difficult times. It definitely gives us a different perspective to look at things. Thank you so much for joining us today, Gary. Remember, don't forget to subscribe to Connections with Mike Tom and Colleen Hood. You can do that by visiting podcastville.ca or wherever else you get your favorite podcast from. We'll talk to you again on Connections.